Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 82 of the Fresh Mondays podcast with your hosts Diana and Harley. Welcome back, another quarantine series. Yeah, we're uh, still here. We're still, we're still here. What week is this? I know that we are for sure doing this since March 13th. So now this is probably week four, I would say. Solid so month. a month and some change. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's much has changed on this end as of right now. And we look forward to May 4th is my date for my state. Okay. I heard New York City is May 15th. Okay. And I think that Florida is still up in the air. As you guys have heard, Jacksonville, the beaches are open up there. And the everybody's going state of crazy. Florida. <laughs> Everybody's like going, people are like calling me like, how is it possible that the beaches are open in Florida? I'm like, you really think I have anything to do with this? Like, you're really hitting me up. Like, super aggressive. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. Diana's like, I just live here. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Everyone's on their own. No, but you know what I mean? Like, the passion that comes through, you're just like, whoa, like, you're acting like this is really personal. But to my understanding, it's only in the northern part of Florida. I don't know. Okay. Well, as we always say, South Florida. In North Florida or anything above past the South, yeah, it's not the same thing. So this is why this happens. Yeah. Um, before we move on, don't forget to you guys to follow us at Fresh Mondays Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, on our Facebook page as well, Fresh Mondays Podcast. Don't forget to email us at freshmondayspod at gmail.com. And you can follow me at Love Marley, M-A-R-L-E-Y underscore. And you can follow Diana at... I am Diana C underscore. I am Diana C underscore. That's on Instagram. That's the best way to follow me. And you guys, if you guys want to be a part of our show, make sure to hit us up on Fresh Mondays Podcast on any of our social media handles. Yes. And let's talk about last week. Because last week was episode 81, Shit Happens. Shit Happens. And it's not just the coronavirus. We're talking about, like, actual shit that happens in people's lives. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about dating. And just to give you guys an update, my cousin gave uh, a fantastic story. If you haven't heard it, go back to episode 81. Mm -hmm. Because that is a, is it a nightmare date? Or, like, a, like a movie date, It's like a movie. It was like a movie. It's like a scripted romantic comedy. Right. (laughs) Which I love. Right. Uh, My cousin explained to us a hinge date that she finally went on during the quarantine mm-hmm. and her date took a dump in her house <laughs> needless to say he is lactose intolerant so it must have been a lot yeah but people people definitely gotta listen gotta listen you, you gotta, gotta listen. listen my cousin did share with me though that she did send the episode to the gentleman because <gasps> <And laughs> she is fairly 100 honest and open mm-hmm. um and he liked it he was okay with it he was hey, okay shout out to time. shout out. Thank you for listening. I hope you're subscribing. I hope you listen to this episode now too. Yes. He um appreciated her honesty, her realism, and you know, they're still on talking terms. That's what matters. Hey, cool. Right? Okay. They survived. They survived the shit. <laughs> yeah. Survived the storm, but survived the shit. Right. So I'm happy for them and that they're still on those terms. And you know, she can look past that. And it's a funny, like I said, it's a funny wedding night story or something right, like that. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be or a cool way, key way. way of meeting for sure. Right. And um on update on the person who wrote in their information, they're still talking to the person in Alaska. Nice. Yeah, it seems like they really, really are hitting it off. Okay. They're still Al- talking. 
I love that. Well, does she know that Alaska is a very long flight? Oh my God. It's a long flight for no matter where you are. (laughs) It's Alaska, boy. It doesn't matter where you are. It's far. So that's cool. And also I have a friend that decided to join Hinge because in quarantine, she's like, Hey, you know what? People are dating during quarantine. So yeah, I will say I was hit on at Target by a gentleman and that was weird and awkward. Because you were like, you're a risk taker, buddy. <laughs> right. Right. Because I definitely had a mask on. And like, we're in Target and he has no mask. He has sunglasses oh. on. And like, as if nothing was happening outside. Like, as if we were just in a, like, we're in Target. That's great. Yes. But he was full on just like, oh, we just out here. And I'm going to pick up people because his pickup line was, do you know if there's, I'm new around here. Do you know if there's anything fun to do? The, what? I thought I, I was going to get kidnapped. Was fun. That was weird. You, you lost me. With, you had, I was on his side until he said, is there something fun to do around here? That's fucking awkward right now. He asked the me pandemic. if there was something fun to do in the area. I said, I'm not from this area because I wasn't. That's not my target. And then every time I named a place that I was from, he would say he was from that place or been to that place. So I almost could have been probably snatched out during this quarantine time. <laughs> and luckily for me, we have a little switch that says, that reminds me to be like, I have a boyfriend. Right. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. So, oops, sorry, hold on. Your sound just went weird. Yeah, this thing is loose. Can you hear me now? Better. Okay. Um, yes, super stranger danger. But mm-hmm. I'm out here, guys. I'm just and just be careful, ladies. That's just just I'm gonna just put that out there as the uh as the disclaimer and everything. Just be careful, especially it's by yourself. It's a little red flagish. Very. Especially mm-hmm. a person who doesn't have a mask or any protective gear or like seems very unworried about what's going on. Right. Exactly. It's not the person yeah. for you. Right. Isn't there a rule? Whatever. Anyway, point is <laughs> Let's, let's, let's give Corona a break and let's talk a little bit more about something progressive and about something that might be a good investment. And I think one of the major things I've noticed is that during this time off that we all have, I think everyone has made, at least has attempted to make a conscious effort to do something with their time right now, whether it be, you know, kind of learn a new skill or read a book or kind of catch up on bills or whatever it is, get organized. Everyone is for the most part finding ways to kind of make use of this time right yeah absolutely at least at least if you haven't guys get your ass up (laughs) (laughs) by like week four and you're just like i gotta figure it out right you need to do something okay Mm -hmm. so um another really interesting thing is that we all have learned a lot about new ventures like for example cbd and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight this new profitable business which is cbd how it's really, really good for you in a lot of aspects. And I know that there's always something for us to learn. And this is something that we can all invest in. And also, you know, speaking to a person that's a small business owner during this time when the economy has been hit so hard and what that experience is like. I would love to hear how this hopefully short-term situation might have a long-term impact on a business like that right? Like, what's the end of it? Um, I'm excited to learn more about CBD. I know I'm a trendy pickup kind of person, so I kind of buy and eat whatever that's trendy out there. So I'd love to actually learn from a a professional about it. Well, let's call in our special guest, Patrick, to hear more and learn more. 
Awesome. Working early and working late, trying to uh, fight out of this economic slowdown because everything, honestly, right now that I make is like, it comes from my business. So it's kind of a tough moment where like, I don't know, like 80% of my clients are forced to be shut down the stores. And I, I make most of my money in my business from distributing CBD products to other stores. So it's kind of like a really weird moment right now. I got it. So, well, this is a great start to the conversation because we definitely, thank you for joining us first and foremost. Appreciate you taking the time um, to have this conversation with us. We're super excited to have you on. And I mean, you started right away. We wanted to know what is that impact of like this current situation. We're in our quarantine series is what we call in this, these uh, mm-hmm. next couple of episodes. So what is that impact looking like for a brick and mortar store or even an e-commerce store? I'm assuming you do both. How is that impacting you the past couple of weeks? Well, all right. So I'll, I'll start by saying that really for this past year, I started my business um, March 1st of last year. And I started my business as a distribution service, servicing retail stores, servicing brick and mortar. So like anything from a, a real cannabis dispensary to a CBD dispensary to a grocery store or a pharmacy or just a regular like smoke shop or vape shop. We, we take products from manufacturers and then we distribute them into those stores. So we have set, like me, myself, I'm a sales rep for my own company. So I go into stores and I sell products in. So like 90% of our revenue has been from stores being open that service like local economy and local customers. So that's the bulk of my business. And then I have a a small CBD dispensary and smoke shop here in Little Havana that we just opened this month, kind of like a time, very poor timing to like launch a retail store, but still 90% of our business is distribution. So I'm feeling the pain right now because literally like, at least 60 to 80 percent of our clients that purchase products their stores are being forced to close by the police some store owners that i know not my clients but um store owners that i know have been arrested and put in jail for keeping their stores open against police orders um several police have like several customers have had police show up in front of their shops and threaten um threaten to throw them in jail if they keep the store open so it's a really tough time. You know, it's a tough time for everyone. It's tough for, for, for my store owners that I know to pay their rent, to, to break even. And then amidst all of that stress to make matters worse, um, the government authorized certain amount of funding for small businesses like uh, to meet payroll. And then that, that program was oversubscribed and the money ran out like super fast. Like you had to really like have all your documents ready, like the day that you learned about that program and apply within like, I would say like seven days or the money just dried up. Is there like a waiting list now for like a second batch of money or is there something like that going on? mm -hmm. There's a waiting list, a big waiting list. And that's a loan. So not a grant or so is because that's one of the things that concerns me like a moment like this like it hits people and the last thing a small business or any small business wants to do any person wants to do is get a loan right like right. that's your last factor because you already have a, your overhead is already maxed out or whatever you're trying to meet that or uh, stay within that and then a loan is just an added factor because 
it'll hit it'll impact everyone four years down the line this loan right like but isn't it supposed to be forgiven that's what that was my understanding i'd hope so if i'm not understanding correctly i would love to be corrected but i understood that this was going to be forgiven that's not correct so you mentioned grant and you mentioned loan so from what i've so i serve it i essentially applied for all the help that there is so there's one grant and i think honestly i can't i can't really speak well on the grant because i abandoned my efforts in the grant when i when i I realized it was only for 10,000. Not that that's not a large sum of money, but from what I understood, I, I don't know that the grant was forgivable. And then there's something that I do know a little bit more about. It's called the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. And from what the SBA has written down about the PPP, as long as you spend 75% of the PPP on payroll cost, the other 25%, you can pay in rent, in overhead, in anything really as long as 75 percent of that loan is spent in payroll payroll taxes paying your employees like all the legit payroll stuff that a company has to do when they when they pay people if you do it legit that whole loan can be forgiven i see okay so basically you have been doing everything it takes to kind of just stay alive during this pandemic and this you know terrible situation that nobody predicted now, what exactly are you doing with like, how do you, how are you staying afloat? Like, how are you still doing business? Like to just be completely straight up, like essentially like ignoring police orders, like doing everything that police say is not safe or I'm servicing non-essential industries, which is completely against all public health directives. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm doing everything they're saying not to do, but my response to them, you know, the people telling me not to do it. Well, then where's my money? Like if you're telling me not to work and not to make money and I'm a small business owner and I need to feed myself. Well, like what is a $1,200 stimulus check going to do for my family? You know, like it's not enough. Um, the SBA loan funding is not coming fast enough. So if I'm feeling the pain, and I only have myself and my wife on payroll part-time, then I can't even imagine what a company with 10, 50, 100 people, like what those companies are experiencing right now. Yeah, because I've, like, I've been a part of, uh, I work for a company and I've been blessed to still be on there, but my hours cut. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and that's, you know, they house over, 10,000 staff and they have international big impact on the bigger companies just as much because the little people below are being kind of cut throughout there. So I can just imagine that impact on a small business is very different, but I've known a lot of people whose hours cut or furloughed for a month, two months, because the companies aren't going to be able to, are not prepared for things like this or weren't just not ready for something like this. It trickles down. Just such a trickle down. It's yeah. It's incredible to think of what uh, this looks like in the future. So surreal. Like every day, I, it doesn't resonate as true. Like it doesn't feel real to me because everything that we project out forward in business and in life, it always assumes that things are semi-normal. You know, I would never assume in my lifetime I would live through a situation like this. Like September 11th is like nothing compared to this. Right. And I mean, I can understand why you say that. 
and I those those are two for me, for me. different. No, no, no. <laughs> what I mean is like those are two completely different environments. However, people associate it with that because it was a catastrophe. So this feels right. like a catastrophe, even though you know there's not like flames and fire in the streets. Like you still feel like this is a really tragic moment in history. But I think another thing that makes it really, I'm putting myself in your shoes. Mm-hmm. that would make it difficult for me to just sit here and accept everything is because all of it sounds so fucking shady. So it's like on top of everything <laughs> that's going on, like this shit sounds so fucking shady that you try your best to not allow that to like interfere with, but you'd be like, this is bullshit. Like, it's like, I don't know. So many things don't add up. So many things are weird. And it's like, it just makes you feel like, what is really going on? Like, that's the same thing I've been asking Marley since, like, the very first time to see. Like, you know, what is really going on here? And that's, I think, makes it even harder. That's, I get what you're saying in that part. And I think you have to put the two perspectives of protecting yourself in the business aspect and then protecting yourself in the outside world health aspect, too, if you choose to accept that. So now that people, let's say a person does want to purchase CBD products to mm-hmm. kind of get the, the anxiety, of this mm-hmm. whole thing because i think that a lot of this is basically just creating anxiety because you so are like, essential you are essential right so this could be in, a, in <laughs> essence essential you know what i'm saying however for those who are not educated and don't really know much about it give us a little information on like what cbd is and like how it has come to be for sure for sure so most people who like consume cannabis in the traditional form like smoke weed um or have med- a medical card and they, they consume medical cannabis they they nobody ever really paid attention to cbd and all the focus was on thc because everybody wanted to get high and a lot of patients medical like marijuana patients and just like recreational users i think cbd was always this this thing like where they'd be like oh yeah that's the healthy part of the plant but all the focus was on how do we get the highest thc strain possible and just as of December of 2018, uh, Donald Trump signed into act the, the new farm bill, which legalized hemp and all of its derivatives, um, which is interesting because hemp, hemp synthesizes or it grows uh, THC as well as CBD and other cannabinoids with many different names, CBN, CBG, like the, I think there's, there's over a hundred different cannabinoids and we're still like scientists are still studying all of them and how they impact humans and animals. But um, what, what hemp does really well is it, it concentrates in its buds a lot of CBD, 20% plus CBD. And people like researchers have known from like from Israel to the US, all these different countries have different studies going on around, on cannabis. Um, they have known for a long time that CBD has had some medicinal benefit or use. Like I think people have been using it for uh, ceasing seizures. I think Charlotte's Web is like one CBD brand that got really popular around the story of this this young girl who was using using CBD on her to stop her seizures. And actually the craziest part about this story and how we're bringing CBD into this conversation is actually that girl who popularized CBD just died of coronavirus. So just take a pause there. Like, this mm-hmm. is crazy. It's absolutely wow. nuts. Absolutely nuts. But, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, after the 2018 Farm Bill was passed, CBD essentially became legal. And everyone started selling it from Whole Foods to Rite Aid to, to smoke shops. 
to to pharmacies and most people i think were actually taking it for like anti-anxiety for mood for the ability for that for cbd to change their mood and i think that's really interesting because i think that goes to show you how much demand there really is for cannabis like all just cannabis in itself not just cbd i think people were like we want weed and since we can't get weed we'll settle for cbd or we'll settle for hemp and it's really interesting to see how this industry has come about because like we sell a lot of hemp flour and people smoke hemp flour just like it's weed and the reality is because it kind of does get you buzz like weed but the buzz lasts for like let's say like 30 minutes max instead of like a two hour experience you might have with a traditional cannabis like thc product um so i would say a big part of the market is there like recreational hemp use and then the other side of the market is what you'll find a lot of people using cbd for is for pain or inflammation in the joints when they use it topically anti-anxiety um they use it to help them sleep um they use it for there are so many conditions that supposedly cbd benefits it has a lot of uses in this time, what I'm hearing from my shops is that actually CBD is in really high demand for what you, for the, the reason you mentioned. I think people are trapped in the house, they're stressed, they're bombarded with negative news, and they're taking CBD for, for stress and anxiety. Seeing CBD everywhere. And mm-hmm. now everyone has it and everything and claims it, that it has it or, and everything. And, but how do you tell what's real and what's not? How can I differentiate a person who's selling it on Instagram to like, you know, a brick and mortar, like how do I, how do you know what's real in CBD? All right, so it's kind of hard because no matter how much research you do on a product, it's really tough to tell if the product is like an authentic product um, and if what they're claiming is true, because there's so many ways to doctor up like lab reports so I'll, I'll i'll say what you should do even though it's even though it's easy to kind of dupe people but the, if you follow like these kind of like three or four steps you should be able to weed out like a like a fake product or like a product that's really not containing cbd so i think first off number one don't buy cbd on amazon cb amazon has like an anti-cbd policy if you have a product that says cbd on it you can't even like list it on amazon so if you type CBD in Amazon, what you'll find is a bunch of products that say hemp oil, 3,000 milligram, hemp oil, mm. X milligram. And really, well, there's like most hemp oil or hemp seed oil doesn't contain CBD. It's like a cooking oil. And so what these people are doing is they're measuring like the weight of the cooking oil and putting it in a bottle, making it look like a CBD oil and selling it for a lot of money. Wow. That sounds really fraudulent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Buy it on Amazon. Noted. Noted. Yeah. But essentially what you really want to look for in a CBD product, and it's hard to do, like if you're not in a store, but you're going to want to look that that product has a lab test. And like, actually, this is a, is a hemp cigarette. It's called gelato. It's a, it's like a, terpene infused hemp cigarette and i'm showing you all corners of mm-hmm. the hemp box and nowhere on here do you see a qr code and it's super important that a hemp product has a qr code so this has no qr code i pick up another box of hemp cigarettes this is a redwood reserves hemp hemp cbd cigarette 
and you'll see the QR code right on the bottom. If you scan that QR code, what will come up is the lab test that actually shows the percentage of CBD concentration that's in that hemp flower. So okay, the lab okay. test will prove, we yeah, it'll prove to you that what you're smoking in that hemp cigarette is actually CBD rich hemp flower. And if you don't put a, a lab test on the product, there's no real way to know that the company's actually giving you what they're, what they're saying they're gonna give you. First step, buy a product with lab tests, lab tests uh, linked to QR codes on their package. Second off, you really wanna make sure that the product has an expiration date and a batch number. That means that these people actually like receive CBD oil or CBD flour in batches. They test it in batches and they put out product in batches so that if one batch has an issue, they can, they can recall that batch. So that means the, comp the company's doing it the right way. Um, and then I would say third, honestly, trial and error. Like there might be a product that's claiming this much strength and another product claiming the same amount of strength. And they might both be kind of semi-identical products, but without trying them, you won't, won't really know what you like more. Like uh, it can be, it can, there's so many factors in this. Like it could not even be the CBD that you really like in your CBD oil. Like that could be a, a small component of it. You could really like, like the trace amounts of THC in that oil that are giving you certain effects. And if you're taking a CBD oil that has zero THC, you might not feel anything. Like you might not like that you're taking this oil and you don't feel any difference in your mood. It's not helping you sleep better. You don't feel like it's relieving your inflammation. And you might try another oil that's like, Maybe it tastes like crap, but those trace amounts of THC and other cannabinoids in there are doing something for Talk a little bit about inflammation, because I know right now a lot of people are really, really trying to find gut health. A lot of people are trying mm -hmm. to have better digestion. They want to relieve the inflammation when it comes to their organs as well. Is this only for like joint pain or does it also help with that type of inflammation as well? That's interesting. Honestly, I really don't know. But what I do know about like gut health and inflammation um, is that a good deal of inflammation can be caused uh, by stress. Um, so like mental health, you know, poor mental health and poor like health. If you have poor habits concerning mental health, you could be causing a great deal of gut issues from stress alone and I never like to give like even though my business is CBD I'm a I'm a straight shooter like I don't think CBD is going to solve anyone's problems like I really I mean I take that back it can solve a lot of problems but like but when it comes to like something like gut health yeah maybe CBD could be like the 10 percent of the solution type of thing but um, like if CBD is helping with the anxiety or helping with like healthy sleep, then I'm still like the proponent of like, are you drinking like eight glasses of water a day? Are you sweating? Are you meditating? Are you getting eight hours of sleep? Are your relationships healthy? Because like CBD is not going to reverse like, you know, negative thought patterns for you just because you feel good with a little bit of CBD in your body, you know? And I think that's the danger right now in this space is that people selling these products, they're pitching it as right. that. The cure-all, you know, like the, the end-all cure-all, cure and that it's always been here and that we're finally using at the best of its capacity. Right. So it's like, 
that is something that is good to point out because they're making it seem like this is the best thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? Like this is what everybody's been waiting on. And you're right. It's good to kind of be informed and understand that this isn't necessarily going to change your life. You know, it's just going to help assist you in certain areas. Yeah. I think for like most people, that's true. Like, but I will say that I have met people doing this business that have come up to me and told me CBD has actually changed their life. Like they were on super like hardcore pharmaceutical painkillers or like whatever their medication was that was, that was doing it for them, that was solving whatever issue they had. It was also causing a lot of negative uh, side effects. They told me that they could replace that medication with CBD and that has changed their life like dramatically. So I think that there are definitely those people in those cases are who have like serious medical issues that are taking CBD and for whatever's happening, if it's ceasing their seizures or it's getting them off hardcore pain meds and it's improving their quality of life. I honestly think CBD has an application in those realms. That's like very medicinal. I actually, um, uh, a client called and asked me to recommend CBD for her father who was in his nineties. The, the client's father just had a surgery and I told her like, please go talk to your doctor and see what the doctor says. Cause like your, your father just had surgery and I'm over here like kind of like guessing like, Oh, maybe you could give him a CBD suppository. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, don't give him anything. <laughs> like go to your doctor and ask your doctor if the doctor thinks a CBD suppository could be helpful for him because oh, I didn't even know they had CBD. Right. That wow. just that product alone, that is alone, that, that was a shocker. <laughs> well, this is actually a really interesting uh, sort of pocket of the cannabis industry is like CBD for sexual health. And, um, and I wasn't recommending this suppository for that 90 year old guy for sexual health. It was for, <laughs> it was for, he had like a surgery or something and he was having pain there. So I thought that it might help relieve some pain. Um, but there's a company called Foria Wellness and, or Foria, F-O-R-I-A. And they, specifically like only make cannabis products like cbd and thc products for sexual health like from cbd and thc lubricant to suppositories like i want to even say they might have made like a cbd or thc infused condom and wow i think yeah i think the products why is that supposedly better than a regular condom like what i I mean i guess we would have to ask them right because i said it my bad or try it I mean, (laughs) I haven't tried it, so I really can't report back. But from what I understand, THC and CBD, like um, used in a suppository or even on any of, you know, your sexual parts, it can help like increase blood flow to those areas, increase sensitivity. So people using it like, but from what I understand, it's a really big industry. Like, really? and, wow, that's it. I've never yeah. heard anything like that. Yep. I think is is this happening a lot with CBD and THC? Like, it's just being infused, or or it's being like implemented in a lot of different industries and parts now, because the popular popularity has grown so much. Yeah, I think that's like the gimmicky side of it. Okay. It's like, oh, CBD deodorant, and it's like uh, <laughs> CBD toothpaste. And, and, and actually, like, every single one of those gimmicky products I've looked into, like, they all actually have, like, a little bit of some, like, relevancy. Like, they're not complete gimmicks, 
but you just feel like really CBD deodorant, like CBD hand sanitizer, like you just feel like they're taking it overboard. The one mm-hmm. CBD subset industry that I actually is perfect to bring up here is um that same company, Foria. They use they've crafted CBD products for women's menstrual um cycles and like menstrual pain um and i think it's cbd and thc and that's that's like some from my experience with my wife experimenting with um cbd products for like menstrual pain or menstrual cramps supposedly like it really works well they make like patches um i'm not surprised actually that they did that because i think i'm I'm not mistaken i think it's whoopi goldberg maybe uh that she has a uh cannabis that is meant for women who are going through menstrual cramps wow mm-hmm. so that's what her product is for because now it's getting to that level that is like a prescription you'd be like oh i just need it for when i have my menstruation and then you get that and they prescribe wow. it. Mm-hmm. i think if you find so, the, right, the right yeah. niche or the right purposes or the right areas and things that maybe may be necessary like something i would have never thought about that yeah. and now i'm like I might and i'm gonna be honest with you me personally obviously i i also am part of the smoker community I think it's better for pain management than Mm. taking something. Like if let's say, I know this is terrible, but if you have like a hangover that you were drinking all night and you have a crazy headache, sometimes if you smoke, it takes the headache away. Mm. And that's better than taking six Tylenols all day. I'm not saying that it's (laughs) going to be the situation for everybody, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like you are, you're putting your liver through a lot of work to get rid of a headache when you could have just smoked and your headache would be probably go away and you take a nap. Like it's just the lesser of two evils. That's what I mean. So right. knowing those type of things from experience, you know, having a more healthy understanding of a product that doesn't have the side effects that THC has is good to know. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Patrick, give um, our listeners your store, where to find you, where to find more of your product, or if they want to get in contact with you, to um just everything all, all your handles for our listeners no, I, I appreciate that um yeah so so my my main business right now is um but the first company we started which is destino distribution um and that our handle on destino distribution is destino d-e-s as in samuel t-i-n-o and then distro d-i-s-t-r-o um and that's for instagram and then for that business we distribute mostly all cbd products to stores so that's like that's been going on for a while this and then our retail store it's like a concept store showroom for our clients to come check out products that is called canna ocho c-a-n-n-a-o-c-h-o and we named it canna ocho because we married um like the word cannabis and the the street uh calle ocho in miami so canna ocho and we're on instagram at canna ocho too and awesome. yeah, currently we don't really do much like online business. We're still kind of building that out. We're a very small company. We're like, we're celebrating our one year anniversary. Um, but hopefully soon. That's okay. so awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Congratulations Thank on you. one year. Yeah. And, and it's been one heck of a year to have a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is definitely very unorthodox. So I Super. really wish you guys a lot of luck. And Same. the good thing is... Even if you don't have the storefront, you're going to have another way of doing it. Imagine if all you had was a storefront. 
scary. You know what I mean? Very scary. Believe it or not, the storefront kind of bailed out my distribution business in this crisis. Because when all my other stores were closed, like that I was distributing products to, at least the storefront could make tiny little sales um, throughout the crisis and kind of battle us through. But this is really a time where I realized like what being wealthy is because if your business doesn't have the capital to survive a crisis, like three months of capital just sitting, you know, or if you personally don't have three to six months of cash for your life, even three months is not enough. Like, man, you're really not ready for really anything. And like, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I don't have that money. My business doesn't have that money. And I think I was always operating in overdrive, just like, oh, let's get to the next step. Let's do the next thing. Let's go on this little vacation, like trying to enjoy life in my, my now I'm 30, but in my 20s. And then something serious like this hits you and you realize, wow, like, you know, that's why my grandparents or my, my parents or whoever in your life always was telling you have six months of money saved or whatever the adage they were giving you. You start to realize, oh, because they lived through a crisis. They lived through a moment where they couldn't get money, you know, or they couldn't make money. So right. absolutely. I I'm think, learning. I think all millennials right now and all of us who have been through, you know, like you said, 9-11 was we were teenagers. But as an adult, this crisis is different. And it has taught us why our parents told us to have those emergency funds. And we're going to have those emergency funds from here on out. And our kids are going to have emergency funds without a doubt from here and out after this for sure without mm -hmm. a doubt without a doubt thank you so much patrick for joining us yes so much for having me. i am super excited to see the streets open again and be able to just walk downstairs to your store <laughs> say hi because you know it's it's a neighborhood shop so it's nice <laughs> to celebrate you know small businesses from the neighborhood you know what i mean i appreciate that and yes, i appreciate you guys having having me on maybe in another year from now or something we can do another podcast and an yes. update we would love on. that Yes, yeah. we definitely want to have an update with you every year. We'll do yeah, it every episode cool. every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining us. Um, and we'll be in touch. Take care. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was interesting information to learn a little about about CBD. It's like you're kind of talking to like chemists whenever you talk to people in that space. Right. I feel like super stupid because you really <laughs> But when it comes to like THC levels and like what's your flower and like, like being a smoker is a lot of work and you have to be extremely smart. <laughs> like, I'm real. like when they make edibles, like there's a strategic science to it. Like you have to Absolutely. measure and weigh things out. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I think people just think like, no, you just. Like you just, people just put whatever amount. No, like there's a science behind this. And of I hate course. Science. It's not like making a jello shot. Right. Where you just lose all counts. Yeah. <laughs> the bartender just loses all counts and they're just pouring off the bottle. That's not yeah. that. Like you have to actually be like an ounce, you know, blah blah blah, all those things. So there go there there goes to show how much experience Marley has in the drug game. She was like, you know that ounce stuff. <laughs> Measurements. <laughs> that thing, conversions. Oh just the right. thought of that. Um mm -hmm. But that was very inf informational. I mean, the small businesses are hurting. Yeah. And we have to remember there is a trickle-down effect to this. There are some of us who can get through it. 
this feels like prohibition a little bit there's something about it like i mean he said he was not following the rules and for me that's like for me the only rule is like i ain't wearing this mask or this glove him it's next it's a whole nother level of things and it can impact you for the rest of your life in some way Mm -hmm. um so for all those small businesses i mean they don't get unemployment like there's no such thing right like the small business owner a 1099 so there's a lot of those factors it's very tough Mm -hmm. but we are all of you business owners you're in our thoughts you know we are rooting for you guys i know i'm trying to support in every way possible you know in any ways that i can buy and purchase something small restaurants those kind of things i think that's definitely the only way i've been helping small businesses is really with restaurants that's all i mean that is there another option in certain situations you know what i mean I did order a mask from a local um, Miami designer out here. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I still haven't got it. But it's a support. But you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. trying. You're, you're like, like, I'm understanding. why you right. don't order from, you know. Yeah, you're like, I'm understanding, but, you know, I paid for a service and I would like my, you know, the return, the the product that I requested. So it's that catch 22. Like when I order from a restaurant and it's depending on if it's the driver from the restaurant or if it's Uber Eats, I make sure to tip. Like there has to be included. You know, sometimes now that like supposedly is zero fees. It's not zero fees guys. All of us have delivery apps and it's not ever zero fees. It's highly expensive to get food delivered through a delivery app. It's like super expensive that one cookie costs like $20 to get exactly. to your house. But love to all those small businesses and all of you who are independent workers. Um, we hope you guys are getting through it. And, you know, we see the other side of the rainbow, if that's a saying, right. once this is over. I'm hoping that, you know, May will be rocking and rolling to some degree. And then, I mean, yeah, May, some degree, and then maybe hopefully summertime, some normalization. Yeah, I think everything, you know, hopefully that's how it goes. Um, In brighter, lighter news, Mm -hmm. entertainment has still been on and popping in various Instagram Live has become like a cable channel. Instagram must be in, you know, first of all, let's talk about Instagram business. They are, they are living right now because like there's that, they're the source of entertainment for everyone. They are the source of entertainment, but remember the way Instagram gets paid is by those ads that people run, and some of y'all are running some terrible looking ads. I get it, everyone's in a moment, but like strategize and think through what your marketing looks like, yeah, to get that return. But yes, Instagram lives. Oh, I one have, more thing if you're running an ad, give me something to do when I go to your page. Uh, do you hear you feel me? Like, just, give me something to do when I go to your page. Like, what is something. this? Why am I landing on this page of nothingness? That was a gem, by the way. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Instagram Live has taken over the entire feed. I have not seen any one of y'all's stories. I just want to share this. So don't bother because I can't get to it because there's 35 people on it live at the same time and I'm not swiping. One. I'm just sharing that because some people said, no one's watching my content anymore. Well, there's 35 people ahead of you that are on live and I don't mm-hmm. want to click on any of them. And some of them you stay on their live for like an hour. Right. And some mm-hmm. you get sucked in and it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Tory Lane's got girls shaking their ass for 
five dollars <sighs> honestly okay can i can i be honest with you marley go ahead okay you know i am woman human roar i can do it all in my body all that jazz all that jazz i, I don't love it well, there's there's a couple women on there that are representing Dominican Republic that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. You're not enjoying yeah. this. I think I these women I mean, are particular. I respect, I respect that others find it very entertaining. I'm not hating. Sure. I'm sure there's a huge demographic of people who really enjoy this. I can understand why this is appealing. But I don't know. I'm a little, like, I think it's a little too trashy. Right, but I think a lot of the women who are on there are already women who are this strippers. is a, a regular day for them. Mm-hmm. Like this is how their their shit is shut down. Their businesses is shut down. Exactly. They are ten ninety nine. They don't get unemployment. Exactly. Like so Diamond are, the Body, she's like a really popular Instagram um, oh, person that's that. also a stripper, I believe. She was on it recently. And so she, yeah. if she's on there and her cash app is pinned at the bottom, it's what she does on a regular basis. Right. I think I, I go once in a while, my cousins and I join them there because Tory Lanez himself is the funny person. One girl put a hookah in between her booty and I was like, I'm out. I was. Yeah, that was the lady, Diamond the Body. I was like, I'm out. That was. I was just here for Tory Lanez's commentary. Right. He was singing That's So Raven, like little things like that. Mm-hmm. He's entertaining. He's funny. I think he's doing a very good job. Very good. And a great marketing plan because his album animated. came out. Oh, there you go. Very animated, entertaining. I'm sure he's going to get something with a lot of advertisement opportunities once this is over. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, other things happening on live, as you guys know, I've been loving the music battles. Um, there was a snafu over this weekend on Saturday with a babyface and Teddy Riley. I'm a babyface lover. You know, I love some Eric Clapton and babyface, some Tony Braxton and babyface, all the R&B. Um, that was a hilarious snafu that happened over the weekend. Tell me about radio. it, because I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't catch it. Like, I woke up, you know how you wake up in the middle of the night and you go on Instagram because you can't sleep? Yeah. So I wake up in the middle of the night to see a bunch of funny-ass memes about how his sound was terrible. It was the worst, but needless to say, first of all, I've been waking up at middle of the night every single day this week. 3 a.m. up till about 6 Knock out at six, wake up again later at 10. Like, I'd lost Insomnia is real. It's a little bit crazy. Yeah. But uh, Teddy Riley decided he was going to have a full-blown production and crew and mm-hmm. backup dancer during this Instagram <laughs> live. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need is your cellular device. It's Instagram live. It's not that difficult. He had a whole production set up, TV, cameras, people, not a mask in sight, not a glove, not a disinfectant. <laughs> Anywhere. So Babyface gets in and Babyface is by himself, a COVID survivor, because this was delayed because mm. he got sick, mm-hmm. a survivor of this virus and is by himself, isolated in his studio with a camera <laughs> up and one little earpiece in he's like i'm ready to go i don't know what occurred or what happened teddy riley's music was sounding terrible it echoed throughout the whole thing there are over four hundred thousand people in this live which i think is the highest number that's ever happened for instagram wow all the aunties and grandpas and you know all the older folks are there all the younger folks are in there 
records are being broken and it sounded terrible oh my god terrible terrible i felt secondhand embarrassment that i had to log out right it's to that extent he was uh, just doing too much it was doing too much we're just here to have fun everyone's stuck at home yeah. put your phone on and play some music it's all you had to do right. um they ended the show teddy riley said oh we'll be back in 30 minutes babyface said no i will not i'm going to bed <laughs> the poor man just survived the virus as they said yeah one meme said uh babyface did not survive covid to be invited to a fire festival right. like it's to yeah. that um but there will be a read match later uh next week so that should be entertaining so that's what that whole dilemma was it was okay. almost an hour of nothingness insane um even in the reggaeton world mm-hmm. there was a battle between looney tunes and is his name trini the the producer well it was a reggaeton battle to the mm-hmm. to the deaths so tego calderon was playing all your winston yandel throwbacks were happening so there's a variety of battles happening Absolutely. out there Absolutely. that have just been nostalgic i think mm-hmm. it's really what this is about good music because these are good hits everyone's playing their hits what right. they've written what they've done so it brings you that entertainment and it's just the simplicity of that music playing for you and then you're kind of getting to actually know what your favorites are kind of like right which then becomes disappointing like teddy riley well i get it because you know but you know what to be honest with you i think that happens when you meet a lot of famous people because you have this glorified image of what the person's going to be like and people be normal you know what i'm saying right and you know what's another thing that shocks people is that artists are weird and that's very that that happens very much happens drake Mm -hmm. is on in the internet more now than any where any other time he's ever been and you forget this man no matter how many rooms he got in that mansion that they showed us on um architects digest mm-hmm. that man is bored in all them rooms of course he, he's already used them all up and he's like the rest of us watching tv and on y'all instagram lives commenting i have never seen him as active on social media because just like all of us mm-hmm. he shut down just as much so a lot of us will fall out of love with the love favorites at the same time yeah but then again i i also think that it also shows people who are not in the limelight as much but kind of show their pockets of their personality and then you're like oh this person's actually it could work the other way like it's right. like oh this person's actually cool i like the way they are about it right but yeah it's entertainment and we do appreciate it and i know that i've also been catching up on a lot of interviews as well like for instance mm-hmm. i was watching a, a joe rogan interview with a, a comedian he's a black stand-up comedian and he was talking about his beef with charlemagne i can't believe i don't remember his name right now i'm gonna look at donnell rollins yes oh they're like they're 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 like back and forth uh which donna i haven't watched that episode i saw that it was i watched joe rogan guys listen that puts us in a little tier of certain kind of different type of people there is a personality trait of who you are if you watch Joe Rogan. I mean, I like I'm to like, dibble and dabble in different areas. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm like um, a fan, a diehard fan, but right. like if I catch a clip or I catch something, I'll watch it because it's always good. I'm not right. gonna lie. It's always yeah. good. So he was on the show, whatever, and he was talking about his beef with Charlemagne and how Charlemagne's always trying to play him and all sort of shit <laughs> and tired of it and they're going back and forth. So that leads into the conversation about when 
um, Shaman gave the fake ass to Envy. You saw that episode? Mm-hmm. For whatever holiday it was. Breakfast, yeah. And uh, on the Breakfast Club, and he gave him a mold of his ass and his, and his nuts. And mm-hmm. he was, like, giving him... I thought that was the most classless, disgusting gift a person can give somebody. Once again, I'm a conservative motherfucker. <laughs> okay? I thought that shit was classless, disgusting. I didn't like it. I thought it was awkward. If I was in that environment, I would be like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, I can picture me and you, Marley, working in a studio. Let's manifest this. We're working in a studio. We have a person who is a sound engineer sitting in the room with us and maybe another person doing the visuals. And then as a gift, the sound engineer gives anyone in the room something like that, yeah. An ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like that is. I'm just laughing because like, just on the thought of that happening in front of me, I'd be like, "The fuck is happening? What is going on?" Right. No. If it's happening to you or to somebody else, you're just gonna be like confused. Like, what kind of a joke <laughs> is this? So aside from that moment of that, I also I'm not trying to, you know, start to be part of a rumor train, but I also agree that his jokes be like, hella gay, <laughs> all the time. And I think him giving that ass to DJ Envy was a very gay action. That's a hot take. That's an interesting take. How can you not think that was gay? I think for me, because I listen every day, because I utilize and the And they pat- always say And gay they're always stuff. talking about it. And then I listen to almost everything he does that I didn't take it in that photo. I, I, I get where you're... No, I absolutely 100% know where you're coming from and can see how you can put it in that perspective i think i didn't take it in that in that way because i'm like they're always though saying pause and they're always blah 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 like all those jokes are happening so i but i can 100 percent, 100 percent understand how that can come off that way and it could be you know to each, the, to each their own <laughs> look i'm not look but i get it i absolutely get it don't do the point is that I'm just talking to you like my friend. I feel like that was it was, yeah. it was, it was a homosexual joke. Yeah. And I think that what, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, yo, like don't play like that with me. Right. And like I'm not that, that person. Right. But in my opinion, I'm like, why is that not okay for that man to say that this is crossing the line for me? You feel me? Like, don't put me no, in absolutely. And that's the where, great thing about jokes and pranks. You have to know who you're doing this with. Right. You have to know, me and you know each other's what jokes, we fly off here, right? Right. Between you and I. But I don't know if my cousin or aunt or whatever takes that same joke in that same respect. So you have to know each one's limitations, personalities, and what joke you can joke off with and not with those people, right? So I think that's, that's a 100% true factor. Not everyone can accept that gift. We were, if we were in that room, that gift wouldn't have happened. <laughs> because that's not a part of what we bring in the environment as a part of the gag, right? Like, I know that this I might be crucified for this one day in the future because this is how life works. <laughs> but if your husband brought a gift like that to a man that you and I both know, I would be like, I think Marley should start paying attention because this is odd. Like, why are you giving him a mold of your anus, ass, and balls? First off, my husband wouldn't be able to purchase that or even come up with the come up with a joke like that without passing it through me. Absolutely not. 
That is not going on my MasterCard. <laughs> that is weird. weird. That is not delivered to my household. And that is weird. And that's not a broken uh, interview. I saw that come up. It's on my YouTube feed, guys. Mm. It's funny. Something it's to watch. Good, good Speaking thing. of YouTube, I have another YouTube recommendation. I know this might be deep, dark um, conspiracy <laughs> vibe, but it's called Out of the Shadows. It's on YouTube. Tell me and about it's it. It's about media and about the negativity that's in media and how the CIA actually created entertainment to show us subliminal messages as to how we should behave and act. And that it was a, originally a tactic for psychological manipulation for groups of people is when they first started doing that in movies back in, like, in the 40s and stuff like that. So, and it was televised that way. Like they, mm-hmm. they broadcasted that this is what they were doing. And um, with time, as it became more popular, they stopped publicizing that. However, they never stated that they ever stopped. Got it. Okay, that's a that's oh. worth watching. It's a documentary style ish. Jockey style guy that used to be in Hollywood now speaking against the corruption Hollywood. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's inter- interesting. You say that. I saw a job for the CIA and the FBI the other day, but they're like posted jobs at governmentjobs.com, which is mm-hmm. all county, cities, towns post their jobs there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like deep dark web but it's there posted for everybody and i was like oh the fbi is nearby down the street but anyways uh, uh good recommendations i have been i don't know i just watched youtube guys and i don't know i've kind of detached myself i started reading um all these books that i have stashed that i need it's to really actually utilize and i use uh my cousin gifted me with the michelle obama uh journal mm-hmm. the journal that goes to the book she surprised me with it and I'm utilizing it because I figured what time better than mm-hmm. now to journal True. to connect with how you're feeling your thoughts are mm-hmm. what have you accomplished with your day your past and those kind of things um so I appreciate that and it's the perfect timing it is for it so I'm definitely doing more of that I think I just got other than the music portion of the lives and some you know, podcasts and things like that. I've kind of detached myself from being stuck in Netflix land. Mm-hmm. I think that's- It, it comes in waves. It comes in waves. I'm watching Insecure mm-hmm. is now back up and the Michael Jordan documentary that's coming out is something I'm interested in. So, Me too. I think I, I'm just interested because of all the hearsay. Oh, I was a fan. A I'm, no, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not, of course. But what I mean <laughs> is like, I'm, I'm more so like wanting to understand the story as an adult. Yes. You know, there's a lot of things that we heard as children, but it's very different to take it all in as an adult. So I think that that's what I'm looking forward to. Exactly. Yeah. And like you were such a little kid when he won all these games and like right. when they won that big game and things like that. So it's very intriguing and I'm enjoying that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to watch. Anything else for this episode? I mean, we have gone around and i think this gives you a factor of how quarantine is going for us yeah for sure overall i think for sure where i'm at as far as my mental state um i have been bike riding nice and that has helped tremendously uh for a number of reasons one more so being because i feel like i'm finally getting a lot of sunlight 
and there's a direct correlation between your mood and your levels of things that could trigger depression you actually combat that with the sun and with vitamin d it's pretty fascinating that we're like plants and we need it and uh me being outside and riding the bike has overall improved my mood and yeah. overall improved the way i feel when i wake up in the morning mm-hmm. so that'll be kind of my little takeaway of what i've been doing to survive the quarantine got myself a, a cruiser bike nothing too crazy i'm not an athletic competitive bike not a mountain bike <laughs> no because i don't want to give off something that's not true yeah you know, absolutely I'm just, I'm just being i'm simple my bike is simple it's nice but it's simple it's not like power gear you know <laughs> no. 10 gear shift no it's not like super crazy it just says three settings regular bike nice cushiony seat because i got a big old butt so i need something that's comfortable and it's really been good so if i can give anybody a recommend or if you have your bike and you haven't even taken it out which is many people out there start doing it a couple of times a week I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I mean, it snowed here yesterday. Can't what believe can it. I say? It was just gloomy and ugly, so very difficult to leave. But today was 60 and sunny. I took a drive to the furthest Starbucks and only open Starbucks. <laughs> um, the line had 50 cars wrapped around. So I went, just went to Dunkin' Donuts and got a coffee there instead. Yeah. But just took long drives. Soaked yeah. up the sun outside while drinking my coffee. Sat outside in our patio um, and did that every morning before work or during my lunchtime. I'm doing stretches and yoga and I have resistance bands, you know, set up next to my computer. And utilizing that to really just yeah. be active. Right. Right. Bicycles are sold out at the Walmart nearby here and the Target. So mm-hmm. that's hard to come by, but. I've been forcing myself and then putting myself in, in doing some sort of activities of anything. And then additionally, I've been reorganizing, right. buying a shoe rack, buying a, a, a bookshelf, buying things like that just to make it sprouse up and make me feel better, which right. is definitely what I've been doing. So for everyone to just, Take what you have around you and make the best of it in every way, shape, or form. Yeah, for sure. And I think that is our episode for this week. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, freshmondayspod at gmail.com or freshmondayspodcast everywhere. Um, And we'll definitely see you guys next week. Yes. We're looking forward to having another conversation with you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of our journey because you make it easier for us to get through this quarantine. Yes. And uh, we wish everyone love, safety, happiness. Remember, this is not over yet. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. Please try to follow the rules. Please, please, please try your best to practice social distancing. Um, We all know that it's not comfortable, but right now it seems like it's the only end. Yes, it is. Have a good one. Bye, guys.